Hey, Street Fighters. How you doing tonight? Having a good time, I hope. Welcome to the basement. We are down here. It's warmed up. I don't have my blanket on anymore. I am enjoying uh, this weather today. I keep uh, listening to that Lauren Hill song, Everything is Everything, and the part where she says, after winter must come spring. I just keep listening to that and hope she's not lying. Uh, we are making out a third winter here in Columbus, Ohio, but doing great. Hope you're ready to get in a street fight tonight. Every Wednesday we do this. For those of you that don't know who we are, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quimby. We are Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing it here out of Columbus, Ohio for like eight years now, I think, is yep. the number we're going with. We're going with eight. We take your calls every single week. We did upgrade the equipment. We have time blocked to get extra work done this Sunday. We will be taking your calls uh, in the Street Fight studio, a.k.a. the basement. Uh, thanks for being here. We are going to have... Uh, a few live shows. If you're interested in coming and seeing what we do live and sharing some of your stories live, we will be in Philadelphia on April 3rd at the Good Good Comedy Theater. We're going to be at Littlefield in New York City on April 6th. That's a Saturday night. It's going to be a huge one. We're going to have Chapo in the house. We're going to have Leslie Lee in the house. We're going to have uh, Katie Halper. Some other people, hopefully, will get to get some run-ins, maybe some interesting shit going on. Uh, on the 7th, Sunday night, we're going to watch WrestleMania with our favorite wrestling podcast, WrestleSplania. It's the Splania Mania. It's uh, happening at Queens Brewery. It is a ticketed event. It's five bucks to get in, but you can hang out with us for like six fucking hours. My phone's okay, folks. For those of you that cringe when you heard that sound. Uh... We're going to be in Portland, Maine. That one is, there's been a death in the family with someone involved with the thing. So now there has been a delay in that, but we are getting it together. Uh, best wishes to the uh, Fodian Theater crew. But we are going to be in Portland, Maine, absolutely, on Wednesday, April 9th uh, at the Fodian Theater. Boston is happening in maybe, kind of, it is definitely happening. It's probably going to happen on Friday the 12th is what I'm thinking now is what we're trying to get final word on, um, but that is going to be a big show and we're going to need a lot of people to show up. So get ready for it. Uh, let's see. Last bonus show was with Matt Christman. That was Brian talking to Matt Christmas. If you want to Christmas, if you want to hear uh, some of that, uh, some of that content, uh, we just recorded a trailer show. So back in the day when Brian and I started doing radio, uh, we would just watch trailers and then like review the movies as if we saw them and usually just end up bullshitting about like the government and things instead of watching the movies. But we just did a rehash of that. So that's coming to the Patreon video uh, link uh, tier soon. That's as soon as tomorrow. I told Jake to post it tonight. We'll see if he does. Um, Hustler's Handbook zine is happening soon. And then the history zine is going to come up right after that. The, the, hand, the Hustler's Handbook is printed. That's going to get mailed. In the next few days, you're going to get it at your house. So that's happening. Uh, we're on track to get everything caught up. And that is like the longest fucking intro I think I've ever done. But people ask me every time we go do shows, the day after we do a show, they're like, you should do a show in this city. And I'm like, I was just there 12 hours ago, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what ends up happening to us is we do a city and then, you know, but this time we're being good about promoting. So... 
Hopefully that means people will uh, not do that this time. Yes, I think, you know, be there. It's going to be awesome. That was a gumball's tearing up the damn house, if you didn't know that. Yeah, gumball's Gumball the cat is wreaking havoc. <laughs> Nuts today. She wants to go outside. She needs to be outside. Yeah. I'm in shorts. Brian's in Got shorts. Got my new shorts. Barely shorts. They're Those, shorts. They're capris. Don't be an old man. They're shorts. They're my shorts. Gumball is raising hell upstairs. I know. I know. By the way, even if they are capris, that's fine too. Man. No, I love capris. Yeah, capris they're are cool. They're sporty and they like uh, protect your knees. And um, they're they're good. They're they're a nice trim cut, uh, and they just give you. You know what? It's so alluring to me just to see this much of your calf, and I'm like, ooh, I'd like to nibble around the edges of that. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> you're really, really, you know, objectifying a part of your body that you know most people don't. You know? I think shorts are for like letting the air hit your feet. And or your yeah, leg. It's ventilation. All it it's all about ventilation. Yeah, it's not about like, oh, look at me. I'm showing off dare my to bear, legs. Dare to bear yeah. those calves. No, it's like I like like a good ventilation in my like whole under half area. Yeah. You know? I recently got a pair of sweatpants that are like super tight, like really tight, and I fucking love them. And I was saying to my wife, I was like, these are like my these are like rock and roll jeans. Yeah. And she was like I don't even know what that fucking means. I'm like, it's just like jeans that you've lived in and have moved in every possible way. And it's comfortable, right? <laughs> yeah. Like broken in, in every direction. I uh, was watching a movie with the, the wife and kid. We watched what we do in the shadows. Okay. Very much enjoyed the movie, but this okay. isn't a review of the movie. Okay. There's good. a scene where they're trying clothes on and one of the guys put on leather pants and I said, I'm going to just get some. It's time just for do me it. to just go out and yeah. buy the leather pants. You know what my kid said? No. She's like, no, I don't want you wearing those. Which is like when you have a teenager, it then becomes that. Where yeah, it's like you they wear... have dominion over everything. Yeah, you like, could, you might you get passed around on the school Snapchat. You like with, you know, <laughs> with a vest. And a uh, leather pants on, just like on the mic, you know, you know, talking shit. You got an eyebrow piercing finally. Yeah. <laughs> Get the eyebrow piercing in the fucking uh, leather pants, and I'll be like, "What's what's wrong with your dad? Yeah, what happened to him? What, what? Like, I feel like I don't know. Like the show's getting bigger and bigger, and I should be able to be more and more like loose with my clothes." You know, sure. like risk taking. Okay. Because yeah, why, you want to be a why? trendsetter. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's the point? You have no job. Yeah. There's no HR department you can get turned into. Right. And what's the point if you're not going to do well, shit like that? Right. Well, like, you, what's you, the point of like our job if I can't dress like a goofy idiot? Mm, you know? Right. But you still are beholden to the opinions of mostly people in the 13 to 17 range. It seems sucks. to be who controls your life. They do. They do control. Like, if I bought the leather pants, I wouldn't wear them to that Taco Bell. For sure. Sure. Like, like I'd never go to that yes. Taco Bell in those pants. Yeah. Like, if I bought leather pants. So, I'm going to a, 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 a my brother-in-law's concert this Saturday night. Okay. You yeah. want to have leather pants to put on. Right. He's in a rock band and they're in their thirties. So they're not like, you know, like the audience isn't like super young. Sure. You know? So if I show up to that in leather pants, you're the coolest guy in the room. Yes. Okay. And that's all I really want to be. Smart. Yeah. I like it. You're the bravest guy in the room. Everybody's like, who's this fella? Who's this cock of the walk? Well, that's why when I put on these shorts yesterday, I bought these shorts two weeks ago. 
it was freezing cold. And I just started thinking like, my mom gave me 80 bucks for my birthday, which was in January, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but she gave me 80 bucks. You're hanging on. You have it still? No, I spent it like immediately after oh. she gave, like she gave it to me at, on Lane Avenue at a uh-huh. restaurant. And I drove like five blocks to Kohl's and bought a bunch of sweatpants and shorts. Yeah, they don't sell leather pants at Kohl's. No, I'm not gonna. That's the thing. But I will like get take second a hand one. Don't make have new ones. Don't make them kill a new animal. For I will, it, please. I will. I'll get pleather. Go I don't to really the care go to the yeah. Go to like a you shop. Yeah. No, I don't care if they're like real leather or anything. I like the look. Mm, but pleather is a bad real. Fake leather look. is real bad look. But if it you looks don't like the regular leather, okay. then that's what matters, okay. right? It's sure. the look. I don't it's care. It's just that, yeah. Well, I just want what's to like the top? look What's confident. the top? I'm just, so I'm, I'm like. I t-shirt. The, t-shirt on top. Or flannel. Like, t-shirt with flannel, maybe. And leather pants. I'm wearing sweatpants and too boots, much. And boots, right? Because I'm oh, depressed lately, yeah. you know? And I, You know, sometimes uh, people are like, wow, you're really dressed up. And I'm like, I live in my house all the time. Yeah. I, sometimes I never leave. And yeah. if I do, I walk, um, one half mile to my kid's school and come right back home, scuttle back home and am stuck in the same loungewear that I've been sweating in all week long. Yes. I, my, my mantra this winter has been same clothes, different day. Yes. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, just and put on like, the same old comfortable ass thing and make it through. I just keep buying sweats, and I'm just like, you know, it's cold. I'm not doing anything. I sweat, be man. Comfortable. Sweats are a sin. You, they, they will, they'll take over your whole closet. They do too. I got a ton of sweats now. Yeah, but uh, so I bought these shorts because I was like, it's time to get shorts to wear outside. I'm not gonna wear cargo shorts because you know, forty year old white guy with a yeah. teenage daughter. If I wear cargo shorts, it becomes something. Yeah, it's else. not a good choice for you. You know, yeah. yeah. It's not the same as when I wore cargo sh- shorts back in the early 2000s. And I put right. on my cargo shorts and it was like, sure. oh, this guy's probably carrying around some cargo. Right. He you has know? like a big sack of weed or something in yeah. there. But now you see it and it's just like, oh, this just the dad with the cargo this shorts. Is, yeah, this is somebody that uh, their wife shops for them. Right. So I bought these shorts. And I realized, nice. Okay, they're long. My wife made a comment about them, which made me only like them more. It was like, a, I don't know if it was a positive comment, uh-huh. but it was just like when she said whatever she said, it's like, you know what? I love them even more now. Wow. You know, yeah, she's like, like, those are capris. And I was like, well, I love my capris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? You were turning on a dime, yeah. showing off those cast muscles, like <laughs> elongating them. Yeah, don't tell me. My style is impeccable. Just, yeah. So I'm going to take more risks this summer. No, yeah. I mean, no, you look like, um, yeah. you. Look, I look good today. Yeah. I shaved. I, I put on the, the, the long shorts. Yeah. And I look good. You look like you could deal drugs. I know. I look cool as shit. So yeah. that's um, a new thing with me. I have uh, something. I had a, me and my wife solved an issue earlier today because uh, at my exit, there is a very popular gas station that's like, pretty much the central hub of the community as far as i can tell because it takes forever and you never know what you're gonna see but there's a guy walking past us he just looks like a little down on his luck guy or whatever and he is wearing a vest that from harley davidson motorcycles that's cool that's cool i was like this guy fucking loves those things so goddamn much was he driving one he was walking well okay 
So we need a program for people that wear the patch. We need to like get into those motorcycle collections and blow the fucking carburetors out and get those things running and start getting guys on them right. and and gals and. And the NB pals too. Right. Some kind of fucking like Jay Leno has like four yes, of them. And right. It's like, Give him you, one. Get, he, he had to walk to the damn gas station. Jay Leno don't need any of them. No. Fucking Jay Leno, you get one. Right. You know, you get one hot rod. The rest of them, museum. Or right. let people drive them, really. I'm not all for, like, I'm sort of uh, against even putting cars in a museum because it's like, eh, let's get these things. I, well, I guess we we want less. I want less cars. Yeah, motorcycles are better. I than walked. Gas. I walked through a car show today. Ooh, at the convention. I haven't been in one forever. You got into the free section or the whole? Oh well, yeah, I only go to the free section. Right. You, you know why I go to the convention center so much? You can pee for free there. Ooh, that's yeah. great. Good tip. No money. Yeah, you just walk in there, you pee, you don't have to buy anything, and nobody asks you any questions about it. Mm-hmm. They got Starbucks in there. It's like a pretty nice setup thing but there's cars in there right now like mustangs and shit nice and i'm like looking at them i'm like god these cars kick ass then there's this whole section right a huge fucking section okay and right in that section is they've given a whole large area in the free section to the police to put their cars there Weird. And then like like assault vehicles and shit? No, just their uh, cars. It's like, go oh, look really? at the engine on my police car. It's like, fuck you, man. We don't normally take the cover off, but yeah. check it out. Yeah. That's a hemi. They're doing it at I because this Weird. is something Well, the, I mean, that's the world we live in. Right. In the free section of these conventions, the big boys, the I will pay money to come into this convention, Arnold Classic, they'll just have the police oh, yeah. and the fucking army there just like Trying to fit in with everything. Like, so at the Arnold Classic, the army had a pull-up bar. And they had people out there pulling up. And then the the recruiter was standing next to us. Like, buddy, you you could um, be in the Navy band. Remember that Fahrenheit 9-11 thing? No. <laughs> you don't remember that? In the movie Fahrenheit 9-11, one oh. of the most famous scenes was the guy was like, uh, you know who was in the military? Nelly. Nelly was Shaggy. In. Shaggy. Shaggy yeah. was in the band. And it's just like, <laughs> fuck you, man. You're sending me to get shot to death by right. somebody right. in some other country. I don't like, know which country it is. You can play instruments, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Start, they a little, you... start a little band. Yeah. 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 So there's that. Like, it's just, just the, the military guy is just standing next to the guy doing pull-ups. And he was like, you know how you could get even more fit is on a, a, a in the army. Yeah. We yeah. let you work out. And it's like, you could also do the same thing at prison and do something fun to get there. I yeah. follow Cop Fit on Instagram. Oh, dude. Yeah. And there's a lot of, um, a lot of just bragging and like straight up, uh, you know, showing, just showing off, you know, and talking shit and like known openly for- just being like the type of assholes that everybody says they are. Are know? they on steroids? I don't know. I think know. a lot of cops are on Roy. Could be. The could ripped be. cops are on Roy. And then uh, the fat cops are just, they're just the cops. You know, <laughs> they're just the guys, right? Well, I mean, really, dude. <laughs> right? If there's, there's like the some... cops, and then there's <laughs> the cops. Yeah. If there's a job, if 
Well, I mean, there's I just there's a lot these... of different ways that you can be an asshole in the government, and some yeah. people want to chase people down, and some people just want to say, "Nope, you parked there too long," or you or stand in the middle of traffic and scream at people. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and the the, the scream at people are the more out of shape because I don't know how you do it out of shape, dude. I don't know how these guys that I'm more fit than some cops, right? Yeah. There are cops that if you put me and him on a thing on a treadmill sure. and did a physical fitness challenge with them, I would win. Okay. Right? right? I lead a healthier life than some of those guys. And like, so how's that? Like, how are they even doing it? Like, I don't what, know. Is, how, what happens? Like, we're looking at you just, to fucking, you know, be just, between us. This is how you know that they're not there to protect us. Because if some fucking thing came, you know how when you watch like a comic book movie, cops are never involved. Like they, they just because they could never possibly deal with somebody with any power. Well, they all. just fill out paperwork about what have bad shit happened. I know, I know. That's the thing. Because if like somebody came out, okay, I'm not gonna say a shooting. I'll, I'm not gonna say if somebody did a shooting. Like, what would we do? What if a guy, okay, a big fucking guy, guy looks like a uh, Sylvester Stallone. And then another guy that looks like The Rock. Those are the two guys we're looking at, right? Okay. We just walk up Brian's into a fantasy. building. Yeah, my fan just whoa. Yeah. <laughs> but they walk just in. doing arm wrestling, right? Yeah. And <laughs> just me sitting there watching them like, oh, who's gonna do it? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, that is like kind of that'd be my favorite movie. Is those two guys arm wrestling. I'd be like, damn. Yeah. That's Holy shit. <laughs> How long can this go on? We've only it's only been an hour and a half. <laughs> This is got a three-hour runtime. I used to watch. Just like, just struggling and doing quips at each other, you know? I used to watch the fucking hell out of Strongest Man competition. Oh, that was one of the, that was some of the best times of cable TV. We're going to sure. do that on the Magnus stream Magnus Magnuson and shit. We're going to do that on the stream sometimes. Magnus All the Magnusons, Magnusons. yeah. Yeah, because I used to watch those Ooh. and just be like. Guy after guy, like throwing kegs up over a wall, and I'm like, damn, running with the refrigerator on your back. <laughs> that one is always like, oh my god, I was looking at their knee joints, and I'm just like, don't do it, don't do it, don't run with that refrigerator your, on your back, Magnus. Yeah, and you just watch it. I don't know what it was about it to me, and now that I know a little more about myself, I realize I was just like the whole time, like, I wish I could carry. I just like, I want to do that so bad. I just want to do that so bad. I want to be Magnus for Magnuson. <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing my uh, my best in, uh, right now. I think you're just not going for. I just. Oh, you're going for like fit. I just. Yeah. I mean. I don't. I'm not going to be able to get there at my age. You know. I. I should have been l pumping iron and taking all kinds of uh, supplements when I was 20. You know. I'm now looking up that Magnus for Magnuson, because that guy's famous in my world. Like, oh yeah, he's I a hero. was actually I'm walking down the street today, right? Um, in uh downtown Columbus, there's a toy store called Big Fun. Right. I walk by it all the time. They put a wrestling thing up in the window. It's a display. They put displays of action figures and shit up in the window. Of course it's wrestling. So of course I stop. Yeah, it's and WrestleMania. Like, giving them this long look. They got a Don Fry action figure in there. I took so much strength for me not to buy it because like what am i gonna do with an action figure but also it's don fry and i remember when i was like 14 i was watching uh a, a best of ufc compilation with all my friends and all of us everybody in the room when don fry came on we're like 
That's the fucking coolest guy that's ever lived on this planet. I don't know him. <laughs> you got to look at a picture of him before you're like, oh, yeah, Don Fry. So Magnus for Magnuson is still alive. Oh, that's a great look. Wow, that's a great look. <laughs> yeah. Woo. He was just a guy that I looked at and I was like, oh, I wish I could be Don Fry, you know? Yeah. We got to figure out how to share pictures. I will. I'll get a picture of Don Fry in the chat right now. Somebody in the chat has one. Oh, good. So they already posted it? <laughs> yeah. Send pics. Yeah. Mag- I will. I will. Give me two seconds here. Because Don Fry is a cool ass motherfucking dude. And he's just the kind of guy like that's who I want to be. You know, here, I got a picture up right now. Oh, of course. Um, that's know- a print that you can buy. That's Don Fry right there for all you listeners that are in the chat. Yes, you can see a picture of him. He just got a big fucking mustache, and he's like doesn't have a six pack or a twelve pack or anything. It's just you look at him, you're like that guy's fucking strong. No, and he looks like um, <laughs> he looks like um, that Hagar guy from the video game Final Fight. <laughs> yeah, and strength is really the thing that was important to me. It was always like you would see bodybuilders, and like at first when I was a kid, I thought bodybuilders could beat anybody up. You know. And then as I got older, I realized they don't have any mobility. They can't beat anybody up. Action movies really fucked me up in that way. Because it's like, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the toughest guy in the world. Then when you start learning what it takes to fight, you're like, hmm. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, that kind of help. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, guys like that. were trained to get big, not to fight. (laughs) Yeah. And I want to know what you can do. That's kind of my thing. That's why I think. fight. I think. Well, even with like powerlifting. Like when we're talking about a guy like Magnus for Magnuson. Right. It's like, I want to know what you can do with that body. I don't want you to just stand. <laughs> show me what that body can yeah, do. Show well, me what it, it does. It's, that's what they're, that's literally what it is. What more do you want than lifting stones over their fucking head? That's and, exactly and like, it. Like, oh, okay. That's what it. I'm saying. I'm saying that you that's want what I want to see. Where's that content? I don't want to just look at you. They do CrossFit like, games. Did you watch the CrossFit games? <sighs> fit. That's the fitness thing. It yeah. bothers me. I right. want them to look. Like Magnus <laughs> for Magnus and... Has a look about him. Sure. You know? Sure. Well, not now, though. I mean, I got a picture of him up. But you can put that in the chat. It's like, come on, Magnus. Get better looking. You know? Oh, well, it happens. This he, is, uh, he looks like Magnus his, up his on your screen. Self. Oh, of course. Yeah. I got a picture of him up right now. That's what Magnus for Magnuson is doing now. That's what he looks like. He just looks like a regular guy. Bowling alley guy. Yeah. Goatee. It's fine. So, um, well, the news wasn't all about really strong men doing strong things this week. Yeah. I feel like we should cover some stuff. Uh, one of the stories I believe is nearly impossible for either one of us to understand, Brett. And that's the college admission story. Oh so, yeah. I didn't really dive into this one and I don't understand a lot of this world very so, much. <laughs> here's something I have for us. Uh, I actually uh, have the ABC news website up. Okay. And uh, I got their good mo- their Good Morning America segment on the uh, on this thing. Okay, let's okay. Watch. So, do you have it pulled up in the chat, Jason? So they can see- can the chat. Don't worry see- about it because it it'll just be noise. I, oh. I don't want to show it because I want to be able to do shit with my computer. While got it's it. Playing. Got it. You ready? Yeah. All right, we're gonna just listen to this. We'll probably stop it a few times, and me and Brett will try to make sense of it. Uh, here we go. Oh, yeah. Okay. Buffering. 
buffering, buffering the internet. The internet. College entrance scam. Oh shit. Twenty-five million dollars. Fifty people charged. You saw that. Oh shit. Famous people is in trouble. As well, we've seen test administrators charge coaches at elite uh -oh. private schools. The bust is called Operation Varsity Blues, and the accusations Cut range from paying thousands of dollars for higher SAT scores to presenting students as top athletes <laughs> in sports they never even played. It is a little enraging. No. Some were no. even accused of faking disabilities. Okay, that's Faking bad. ethnicity okay, so that their children so could get special privileges while taking the test, all to get their kids into okay. these top-tier schools like Yale and Stanford. And it is raising a big debate about college admissions in general, whether the whole system is rigged for those who have wealth and privilege. We want to go straight to ABC's Eva Pilgrim. She starts off at Yale University. Okay. <laughs> One. Every single thing in this world is tilted toward people that have more wealth. Yeah. It's not just college admission. When he said it was like college admissions. Right. <laughs> it's a damn shame. Yeah. This college admissions have been tarnished by wealth. <laughs> I mean, this is a thing, first of all, that anybody who is rich knows, obviously, because sure. they're benefiting from it. Right. And anybody like us knows. But like, right. we knew it. Actually, no. I think the best way to start this is to kind of talk about this. But in the past, I would say five years, you know, I I have more worldly friends, I guess. I'm just people who maybe grew up with money, people who grew up in major cities, people who knew very rich people, you yeah. know. Like we have a, a set of a, a different sets of friends that have done more things. Right, right. You know? Yeah. And so I think early on. Up until about five years ago, I did believe that, like, oh, what an achievement, you know, Harvard. If somebody was, like, talking to me and we're talking about our achievements and they said they went to Harvard, that would put me on my heels. Do you understand? For a reason. Like, this, okay, this is a big brain. Right. I better not fuck with this guy intellectually. It'll fuck sure. me up, you know. Right. I'd probably beat him up or whatever like that, but no. And, like... You start looking at every every single field out there. You got guys that are that are guys and women that went to fucking Harvard. Right. Comedy. Like the the best comedians come from Harvard and right. shit like that. But like learning now from people who I've talked to that have known people, uh, it's not impressive, really. It's it's it is impressive that be it is impressive to the general public because we have no opportunity to get there. Yeah. To Harvard or Yale. Like, there's just the, the, the doors are closed for us a, no matter how well we do. It's a separate society. Me yeah. and my wife have been talking about this in, like, private school shit because, like, the, the private schools are treated as, like, these advanced places for arts and, and all these other things. But the kids in public school have all the same qualities and can do the same thing if there was – the same opportunities available you know right and well and, and then you're are, supposed and they to, already are too and you're supposed to be like oh i'm gonna uh put my i know it's wrong but i'll put my kid in a private school anyway right that kind of attitude because i know so many i i mean i've had people in my life who know that shit's wrong who fully plan to do that yeah. you know and it's like you're just leaning in which is the perfect words leaning into these injustices yeah. when you do that, because yeah. I know people, I, I, I was having a conversation with somebody one time about a book. Okay. This book that had come in, this is a couple years ago. And it was just like, it was a diet. We were talking about a diet, yeah. arguing about some kind of a diet. And I said, I mean, I don't know. 
I don't know what kind of research has been done on it and who knows. And they're like, well, it's in a book. I'm like, anybody can write a fucking book. Me and Brett can fucking write a book. You wouldn't respect what me and Brett say. <laughs> you know, we could probably get a fucking book published if we actually put the work in and pitch the goddamn thing. And it wouldn't, they wouldn't, people in our lives wouldn't respect that book because it was just, oh, well, if they can get it, then anybody. But the people in the, in, in the world out there, people think that people in media are special you know, are, are like different. And people who go to Ivy League schools are different. When in fact, Ivy League school is just the way that one of the things and the list of things that you have to do when you live in that world. Like in my world, you get a job when you're 16, 15. Some people, I you you were, paper, were you paper boy? Yeah, I was. Okay, so paper you got a boy, job. Paper boy, paper <laughs> boy. <laughs> I know, yeah, 14 years old. You yeah. got a job when you were 14, you were paper boy, and you didn't make very much money. But it made you infinitely more hireable yeah. when you turned 16. Right, right. Where you then, where, where did you go after that? Uh, Fazoli. So you go to Fazoli. Italian and, food fast. Right, and once you have that job... There is another tier of job. I got into a kitchen after that. It You're was like six six months of that. And then a friend of mine was like, I work at All-Star Cafe. I'm like, get me in there. So now you've had three jobs and you want to do the next tier of job in your world. And that's warehouse, right? And and you you end up in a warehouse. Once you burn yourself out in a warehouse, you finally get yourself into an office. And that is where kind of the promise of what we're going to be ends usually like we we get into an office we get into some corporation that's not going to notice us and fire fire us after a little while we can hide out there and that's the way our lives are supposed to play out for rich people they are born they go to a private school and then the next thing is a prestigious college whether it's yale princeton harvard usc or one of these schools they go to one of these schools so that then they can be prepared to make the next jump, which is like to a private equity firm or to a district attorney or, or whatever it is, then into politics and on the board of some company for something they don't deserve. Like, and that's the way I've always seen it. it it's like at this point now, the way that I look at Ivy League schools and these prestigious colleges as just it's their warehouse. You know what I mean? It's their Fazoli's. They had to go do that. They had to go eat shit at Harvard and like didn't really even have to eat shit, but they had to go there. And then when they got out, they get to, they get a prestigious job after that. They get to host well, weekend update. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking assholes that seclude themselves that hoard all the money and control the success. And at the end of the day are the only ones that have the time to pursue a lot of artistic endeavors and shit. And, in the first place and do things like journalism uh, is because they're all fucking get paid for. Their parents can buy a, a place for them in a big city. Yeah. So the reason I brought and this stuff they, up, they, get, they can, you know, study the fucking study all of this shit and get away with it because they're it, padded. But I think there's like a tier of people and, you know, Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin are like a really perfect they're, example. They're huge in my world. Right. <laughs> but now are they huge in, the people who are legacies. Right. Harvard, no, yeah, they're nobody. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's see how the rest of this played out. I can't believe they were pretending to have disabilities, dude. Like that's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's really shitty. You can get your headphones in, man. We're about to play some more. Um, 
Good morning. It's the largest ever college admissions cheating scam exposed. 300 agents across six states wiretaps a year Boy, long. That's a steam. lot of work. This morning, 50 <laughs> people arrested, most people. of them wealthy parents, all accused of trying to do the same thing getting their kids I don't into some of the most elite give a schools fuck about in this, the country. Right? Operation that, no, Varsity no, no. Blues. It's definitely not. We never I figured this is what you did. Yeah, man, if I had the money too, I would probably, you know, if I was born into it or if I had enough and it was like, hey, can I give you $20,000 to get my kid in the fucking the school? The scandal yeah. ensnaring actresses Felicity Huffman and Lori Loughlin, who, along with dozens of other wealthy her kids parents, are, such influencers. are accused of breaking My daughter the law, knows her so kid. kids. Oh, really? From YouTube. The FBI uncovered what we believe is a rigged system oh Robbing my goodness all over the country <gasps> of their right of my you believe it to getting into some of the most elite universities in this country the elaborate scheme all right here we go it's a, it's, it just says nothing about the quality of the people or the education or anything standardized tests and some parents no, it's just a, it's a, it's literally a status that gets you access to you know what this is the reins of power right they're not talking about how a lot of the people at these elite institutions, I don't know how many, you know, I'm not going to say that everybody there doesn't deserve, because, you know, you, you hear about somebody who worked their fucking ass off from when they were a little kid that comes from a poor family that sure. ends up in Harvard on a scholarship. And it's like, good for you. Yeah, I love it. But also we should just be talking about like, is it? Yeah, there's a lot of fucking Josh and Ian's that should be kicked the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should we really like... Is it really that impressive if you can also just pay a bunch of money and get in it too? You could buy them a building and yeah. get in. Yeah, you, know? you can just grease palms. I mean, that's how that's how that shit gets done. I mean, yeah. it, you can do whatever you want when you have that amount of money. You get away with crimes. This is established. I mean, uh, you know, there's been a big theme this week of like horrible job uh, ads where people have been showing the kind of fucking awful shit, and it's this is like so relevant to it because. This is just them, like, actually just saying out loud, like, I mean, this is what the university is. This is what elite <laughs> education is, right? Right, yeah. You but, didn't get in, be not because you probably wouldn't be a good student, but because you weren't willing to find the right person to register, you know, you as uh, an, 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 you know, indigenous person or yeah, something. Yeah, let's... uh Lachlan, just two of 33 parents facing felony charges... After I mean, these just aren't the rich people I even care if they go after. Into top you know? schools like Yale, Wake Forest, Look at these Georgetown, schools. and the University of Southern yeah, California. Says no, you know, and it says That's nothing about... You pretending you're above that? I got my checkbook. Huffman stands accused of paying $15,000 to bribe an SAT administrator, while Lachlan and her husband, Massimo Giannulli, allegedly Massimo. put That's up half a million dollars yeah, in shirts. exchange for getting their two daughters recruited to from the, the USC crew <laughs> yeah. team. He did that? They did not participate. <laughs> Massimo shorts did that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's Lori Lachlan's husband. Oh, don't go. Hey, don't. <laughs> <laughs> he's a simple, he's a simple surfwear maker. You know, he just wants his kid to have a good education. Now Brett's mad because it's yeah, uh, it's, it's it's the woman from Full House and Massimo. I know, right? <laughs> like, Don't fuck with them. They're fine. They earn their money. You know, they did the right. They made good shit. You know, fifteen thousand uh, dollars is one of them, and I think yeah. that's one of the things, dude. Somebody that can that's an insane amount of money to me and you. Yeah, but, I know, but not to them. But, but yes. yeah, fifteen thousand dollars 
I think to 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 the people that are involved in uh, admissions and no, stuff of like these places. Bags. I know somebody and, that bought bags that cost that much. Right. I think they're insulted by it, though. You shouldn't uh, be able to just get into Harvard with $15,000. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. You know what like, I mean? I mean, yeah, you got to run a cool club. Yeah. In crew. At the center of the scandal this guy. is this That's man, my guy. William Singer, a businessman cool who dude. ran the Edge College and Career Network, also known as The Key, pleading guilty to Why charges including money laundering creep names and obstruction like of justice. Skull and Singer, and now shit. a cooperating witness. In the, one phone call, authorities dickies, listened as college. Singer told yeah. one parent how it all worked, Edge. saying, oh, here we go. there's a front door, which means you get in on your Ooh, own. Boo. The back door is through institutional ah. advancement, which is ten times <laughs> as much money. And I've created this side so door. So he was like... Prosecutors say that side door included $25 million in okay. bribes and a web of cool. lies. Fake That's disabilities. Bad. Those fake athletic, fake athletic credentials is Photoshop pictures. Oh, he did Photoshop pictures on college entrance exams like the ACT and SAT. The scheme included controlled private test centers where a stand-in could take the test or a test administrator could coach Ooh, or change the Singer so allegedly also bribed coaches yeah. on behalf oh, yeah. of parents to designate <laughs> like, children hey, for admission spots like, for recruits, pretending bill, the students were accomplished Let's athletes. Let's do a GoFundMe in one instance, for $20,000 and then take the SAT. photo showing their daughter playing water polo No, let's get Gwen into an Ivy League school. The photo was another student. A wiretap transcript details a father and singer laying a plan to trick USC into thinking his son was a football kicker. Okay, I like it. Laughing, telling Singer, "That's just totally hilarious." Admitting his son's high school doesn't have a football (laughs) team. Uh Prosecutors say the bribes. Hidden, disguised as charitable donations oh, to key worldwide foundation. The key Singer's man, nonprofit. look at that shit. A tax write off. That's scary. Parents of students oh, a tax write off, too. It was a write off. Did not get in. Motherfuckers were writing them off. One tweeting There's a makes bunch of me feel good that my son was waitlisted at Stanford ceiling. and Rensselaer Poly. He did it on his own, but probably lost out to one of oh, these well, kids. Okay. Those roll, kids' roll, parents roll, now roll. facing jail time include real estate moguls, oh, no. wine vineyards, not a vineyard. Who tweeted Air? his excitement over his daughter's admission Todd to USC? Blaine. These fucking people—they are so convoluted, and they're ruining their lives with their money. This inspiring Instagram message ah, last spring. She posted it. Don't cheat. <laughs> <laughs> now the students are not facing any charges at but this But people time are looking at them sideways. Like, most the of them time. had no idea what they were doing. This whole thing is bullshit. They should just take away these people's money. Just get rid of this shit. This is just nonsense. Is this the end of the story? And that's ma'am? what we're hearing. Investigators say that there are more parents and coaches involved. This case is far from over, so we can expect to see more charges Ooh. coming eventually, George. Okay, Eva, thanks very much. Also, that's uh, that's the college admission scandal. I think we understand it now. Sure. <laughs> Just for all the that is uh, look, not something that is surprising. I don't think anybody's surprised by it. Hopefully, it sullies some of this institutional respect that these places have which they don't deserve again a lot of the people that get into them their parents make a yeah, huge but, charitable I mean, donation because that's what they're mad about right they're mad that uh felicity huffman didn't go to ufc and say oh would you like a new aquarium on the usc campus the felicity huffman usc aquarium uh-huh, and uh-huh. then have it built and pay all the money to have it built and do fundraisers and shit like that for it 
and then get it done. Because it's going to cost a fuckload of money to right, do that. Like right. millions, probably a billion. Fuck, who knows how much an aquarium costs? You know? But it's a lot of upkeep, too. Th- so they're mad because Felicity Huffman paid $15,000 to <laughs> cheat on a test for their kid. Now, I think a main thing for me that I find. Well, you know. Sorry, go ahead. I think a thing for me that I find. It's like that that faith, that that knowing your kid sort of behavior is that's the I, I mean, like I'm getting into the mind of the parent that does something like this. And uh-huh. I, I've said this, I'll I've just I've said this about my daughter. If if what I do gives her a leg up in pursuing comedy or or podcasting or some shit like that, if what I YouTubing. do gives her a leg up on whatever it is, whatever that thing is, then I'm very happy that I was able to do that for her. But I also wouldn't like expose her in a way if I didn't think that she was ready or good. Like I wouldn't be like, come and meet my friends who are, who are all comedians. And maybe you do a 15 minutes to stand up for them. If I didn't think that she could do it. The thing that is really wild to me i was just forcing them into it yeah it's like knowing your kid like, like they can't you, get in yeah you know your kid is not gonna score well on the sats you know they fucking know that and they had to face the fact that if they didn't pay this money that their kid was not getting into that school <laughs> yeah i'll do an aunt becky voicemail on your fucking phone okay yeah yeah <laughs> Let me in. Yeah, that is true. They shouldn't. Yeah, there's no reason to make your kid do that. It's weird. It's just. It's, it's a just, very yeah. like. It, it's. It's, it's just, not. I mean, that's where. That's where all the money's at. That's how you make money. That's how you get the success. That's how you hang out with all the fucking assholes that get everything. But the lack of faith in in your kid and and also trying to give them something that they don't deserve and probably won't use. Yeah. Like I don't think if you, you probably I, make enough money to just let them live like losers until they die. That's what I've been saying. Like that's what that you got. That's what I would do, and I'm serious about that. It's like if my kid, uh, like Lori Loughlin's daughter, is like an influencer, I, and yeah. she wants to be an influencer. She doesn't. Oh, want really? To do? She didn't want to go to college. She, she said wants to do it YouTube on her YouTube oh, thing. Okay. She said, "I don't want to fucking go to college." Well, that makes sense to her. That's the, that makes that's the right decision. But her mom forced her to go to college. She oh. said, "My mom is forcing me to go to college," and then she got into fucking USC. And she even I, I I I was reading like a little bit up on that yesterday because I'm more I'm more Damn. fascinated in like the influencer thing. It, it, it's funny to me, right? And I'm I'm looking I'm reading this little thing about her, and she's like, "There's this there's this part of the article I'm reading where they're like she Lori Laughlin's daughter went on YouTube and said the only reason she wanted to go to USC is so she could party and get drunk and she said she wasn't going to go to classes. <laughs> okay. And then had to release a video like 2 days later be like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Wow. <laughs> Apologize for that. Okay. But she just didn't want to go. Sounds like a TV show. And it's like for me, if Gwen wanted to do that, if Gwen wanted to just be a loser, fuck it, I got your back, man. Mm-hmm. I made you. You didn't ask to be born. You you're a f- fucking you're dumb not Gwen I'm not saying that but it, like obviously her dumb. parents don't have a high opinion of her yeah <laughs> so I think so here's one thing I do think I, if you get so I feel like that it's no fun to cheat unless there's rules to the game so for getting caught they should just get like they're they should just get kicked out of the whole process right I don't know what to do to punish them nothing you can't there's they're not gonna go to jail either i think yeah they're talking Why are they like doing some stings of these people on them and go shit. to 
I think they said it was an accident that they got into it. Like an FBI agent got a tip about this guy. Oh God. And then it ended up, they started diverting resource resources to it. Cause they found that there was something there. Okay. And then they dug and they found it. But like, I mean, it's, uh, that's so embarrassing. Like, it's just the type of thing that it's like, I live in this world and I don't want to fucking make my daughter's life harder. You know, I just want to, like, I'm not trying to fucking facilitate, uh, her to be a famous rock star, to be a fucking scientist. I'm not trying to tell her what she needs to do. I'm just trying to not make it harder by like being who I am. And like that, I, it's like, uh, the, the Hippocratic oath that it's the do no harm thing. That's all I'm trying to do here, man. Like hands off, do no harm. If I can help you and and get in the direction that you want to go, but I would be devastated if it felt as though she felt that I was pushing her towards some job. Yeah. You you should sell your car and give all the money to the admissions office to a school and then scream at Gwen when she doesn't get through about how you lost the car and everything yeah. on her. <laughs> so, yeah, what a fucking wild story. Yeah, not, yeah that's one of those not surprising ones, but uh, I guess it's, it's, it feels good to let it out and so that everybody can be like, see, this is, what I, this is exactly what I was saying. This is, when we, remember when I was fighting with Uncle Ernest over the uh, Thanksgiving there? That's all I was trying to say. Right, but Uncle Ernest probably thinks that nobody gets into those schools either. Sure. But still respects a hard But he still grad, does, yeah. You know? They just ain't like, you know, they really do respect the the upper crust. I mean, they think that we're not like them. Well, they don't want them to get taxed more. They're like, don't tax yeah. them more. They'll, they'll leave. Us. They'll you leave. Know? They're brilliant. They come <laughs> up with all kinds of newfangled ideas. It's incredible. <laughs> Video game systems. Refrigerators that take notes. Alarm clocks that shoot out aromatherapy. Telephones with no cords. <laughs> They're amazing. They got. That really they is have funny. Fucking, they took a, a Dorito and wrapped it around a Taco Bell taco. <laughs> <laughs> it is really funny when you think about like the innovations. When you talk to somebody who is kind of just like. You need capitalism because if it wasn't for capitalism, people wouldn't innovate. Yeah. And then, like, I would love to just get in their minds about, like, so what innovations are you talking about? Because they're probably talking about, they would only be able to come up with, like, two or three good ones. Yeah. Before they did start saying, like, Doritos Locos Tacos. Yeah. um, My dirt bike. Yeah. uh, Yeah. My Tom Tom. Chipotle was an innovation in the way that the American society uh, participated in a lunch. It went from fast food to fast casual. Because <laughs> they, you know, they would be like, "Well, cures for cancer." Yeah, and people it, walked enough. People walked enough to cure cancer. Yeah, cures for cancer. They're trying to cure Alzheimer's. Uh, yeah, people aren't and walking then if enough. You just went like this. Okay, you're only allowed to say medical innovation. Only one. Yes, medical innovation. People do it, I guess, for money, which isn't true. Yeah, um, big bucks. But uh, then if you go past that, they'll, what they'll say is that, goddamn, you got that phone in your hand. Yeah. You know, that phone was invented 24-7 Walmart. 24, okay, see, now we're at Walmart. Yeah. We, we went <laughs> medical innovation. Yeah. What else uh, is there? Cars that yeah, sweet get, cars. like a Tesla. They'd be like Teslas, and you're like, well, I mean, yes, good invention. Too expensive, 
So not really doing it, you right. know? Right. Like, cause that's the other thing about it. It's like, oh yeah, Teslas. What a great idea. We got these fucking Teslas out here. They don't take any gas and we could, we could reduce our dependence on foreign oil. And it's like, nobody can afford a fucking Tesla. Right. <laughs> so it's, I mean, how useful really is it? Yeah. Brett, let's do some, uh, sh- let's, let's do some more street fight stuff. Uh, here we, here we go. Um, this is from Inc.com, and you sent this to me, and it's by Jeff Hayden. Uh, it's nine sure signs your workplace is toxic. So uh, you sent this to me. I looked at it, and uh, who if- was it? Drake. Drake <laughs> sent this shit. Thank Drake? you, Drake, for sending it. Yeah, it's interesting. You used to call me on my cell phone. Exactly. Drake? Yeah. <laughs> Kiki, do you love me? Kiki, do you did the real Drake post this? Is that what no, it's from? No, the real Drake doesn't get down like this. He's well, I, uh, too busy working on his patois. It's got real Drake vibes to it, though. It's got definitely like it's like a guy that writes memes wrote this um, thing. Yeah, it's good. And I also think here's what we've said before. Like we we learned way back when with the CIA sabotage handbook, like. You can use some of these tactics to make your workplace into a toxic workplace. You might be in a perfectly normal workplace right now, but it could be toxic. Ah, man. You know, nobody wants a toxic workplace, though, unless you're do- trying to do institutional uh, sabotage, I guess, would be the reason to create a hostile workplace or a toxic place. So we got nine reasons. Let's start it right now, man. You know, these are harder to spot, Brett. uh, Let's read the little beginning. Is your workplace toxic? Sometimes it's easy to tell. A total disregard for work-life balance. Promotion policies that rarely select the best candidate for the job. Terrible bosses. Other times it's not so easy to spot a toxic workplace. The problems lie just under the surface, but inevitably serve to destroy the morale, attitude, and performance of even the best employees. Here are some sure signs of a wor- that a workplace is toxic. Now, these are good because we do get calls when we do the call-in show. And we do talk to people all the time who feel that they work in a toxic workplace. <laughs> And uh, I happen to believe that all workplaces are toxic. I mean, obvi- like Street Fight, probably not that toxic because there's only two of us. But like. Uh, oh, wow. It's like Jason's not even here. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the people that run the fucking company that decide the stuff. There's two <laughs> of us. You know, it's not that toxic. Right. You know? Right. Because it would just. It, the only way it would turn really toxic or gross is if me and you were like pitting Jason against Katie or Steven. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Jake. That'd, that'd like be a if, weird sitch. Yeah, if we were just being like, you guys are in a fucking competition with each other. You gotta fuck each other up. But I think that any workplace I've been in, other than this, that is my business, has been toxic. Have, do you think you've ever worked in a place that wasn't toxic? Yeah, the donut okay. shop I liked a lot. And uh, you said you had problems, though. That's the thing. Yeah. I know for a fact that there was stuff you didn't like about the donut shop that was toxic. You talked about offensive, like joke types things. Oh, like with one of the guys had some there was a manager racial that had a, language. And stuff. Yeah, that has some horrible opinions. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. So I guess that does count. It's everywhere, though. That is it's not saying the donut shop is like uniquely bad. It's just that every place has some toxicity. The toxicity in my workplace. <laughs> in my workplace. Go! Why do you own the world? How do you own disorder? Disorder! 
damn, we should just play that song and say, fuck it. Yeah, you know? good idea. No! Somewhere between the sacred silence, sacred silence and sleep. I'm sorry. Somewhere. You're going to do the whole song? I do. I know the whole song and I like singing it. So. Okay. All right. The first thing here is people love to use peer pressure to hold others back. This is the truth. Yeah, this it, it works. Workplace it does work. Oh, yeah. I mean, fuck, I will be held back by peer pressure. So yeah, we know that. The new employee works hard. She works long hours. She's hitting targets and exceeding expectations. She rocks. And she eventually hears from a more experienced employee, you're working too hard and making the rest of us look bad. Okay. That's true, though. That's fair. True. And that that's not toxic. That's the other people being like, we got a thing. Here. Right, we, right, right, right. Yeah, like, we, don't get too ahead of yourself. <laughs> we have a, a, a way of doing right. things. You need to come to <laughs> TGI Fridays this Thursday. We'll explain how we run this shit. We have a speed that it's expected that things get done. Yeah. And if you go faster than that speed they're going to expect the it yeah. doesn't just affect you is what we're trying right, to right. say right <laughs> also it's like that person you know, let me just say this this new employee is going to end up being management and she's going to fuck us all and change yep. the rules yeah. and know our secret tricks yeah you, you need know? to start a whisper campaign against her <laughs> some sort of back channel <laughs> <laughs> it's me and you. I'm just uh, oh, she's a terror. You know she gets it done and she takes credit for everything that we do. All this stuff she's turning in is ours. <laughs> you fucking destroy her. She's trying to impress the boss. When comparisons are con- where comparisons are concerned, a great employee doesn't compare herself with others. She compares herself with herself. She wants to win that comparison by improving and doing better today than she did yesterday. Yeah, that's that's a- not what an employee needs to do well in their own life they need to do that (laughs) (laughs) at work it's not about doing better today than i did yesterday it's about meeting the requirement that i've been told that i have to meet right day by day that's my philosophy doing the work poor employees don't want to do more they wanted others to do less that's great i mean that's (laughs) selfless really yeah it's nice hey stop it you stop that working over there (laughs) come over here let's let's go uh have a cigarette break or something (laughs) get a glass of water maybe or hit the vending machine (laughs) you want to go fucking like like uh throw wads of paper at each other somewhere (laughs) i heard there's a roof on this fucking place let's go and check it out instead of working I heard Tammy and Jerry are fucking. Let's go try to catch them making out somewhere. You want to do that instead of working? We have to check all the floors. Saying you're working too hard is like saying no one should work hard. Not true. I don't want to work hard. (laughs) Somewhat, but that's a reasonable thing. Who wants to work hard? Who, Who is this fucking person? This magical person. And pretty soon, very few people do. And the ones who keep trying get shunned for a quality you need every employee to possess. Okay. So that's the first toxic, one. So that's toxic. So I uh, know he's. You tra- know what to do. Yeah. You yeah. know what to do. Okay. Just the f- first on Monday. No, on, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Tomorrow. If you're watching on the live stream tomorrow, you walk in to the star employee. You get a couple of your pr- friends and you back them into a corner <laughs> and you let them know what's going to, that things are going to change when, as far as the metrics are concerned. 
Brett, me and you are the most toxic. Listen to this next one. It's We're so toxic. People love to hold the meeting after the meeting. That's great. Yeah. That's a lot of way. That's a good way to sow to sit back there. <laughs> you have a meeting. Issues are raised. Concerns are shared. Decisions are made. Everybody in attendance fully supports those decisions. Things are going to happen. Then someone holds the meeting after the meeting. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> now she talks about issues she didn't share earlier with the group. Now he disagrees with the decisions made. This is great. This is a good way to fuck up everything. God, that's it's perfect. I, so my thing too was to like on the way out of the meeting. Uh, what like, are you? Man. Hey, what, come over here. Come over. No, not you. Not you. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Steven. Bye, good yeah. worker. Bye. Bye. Bye, good worker. Yeah, new employee. You go fucking work. Or what do you? you what do you make of this? What are you making this shit? <laughs> what are we going to do about this? You're like, we can't do what we fucking said we were going to do in the meeting. <laughs> right? The That's the first thing. Is like, we're not going to do anything that they just said in that meeting. <laughs> the last thing you want to do is get out of a meeting and start doing the stuff you said in the meeting. No, 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 That's no. The last That's, thing. That's helpful. It is a horrible thing to do. No. Well, and it's always like, who runs the meeting? You yeah. know what I mean? where are their interests at? What are yeah, they what are they trying to, to get? Who are they talking to? They're having a back meeting too. Like they're also <laughs> having their own meeting after the meeting. Who yeah. are, what are they saying? I think Brian thinks this whole thing was bullshit. He's yeah. going to turn everyone against it. We know the guys out there aren't going to do anything. So we have to come back with some reverse psychology shit on them. <laughs> right. <laughs> A meeting usually either means they're they're cutting your health insurance a little bit or raising the rates on your health insurance or they're adding like a new rule. You're going to watch a diversity yeah. PowerPoint. A new rule, a, 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 a talk about drugs in yeah. the workplace or some shit. Yeah. That just happened. Um, did you see that? A uh, friend of the show, Steve Orange, he, he posted yes. on t- Twitter that at work he had a, uh, a presentation about – drug use at work and being like a drug-free uh workplace and the woman in the presentation said that when she was young six people in columbus ohio smoked so much weed and stared at the sun for so long that they went blind yeah yeah that's cool that's great i love that it I mean, makes you're gonna go cooler. blind you're like yeah. this fucking shit will take your sight man <laughs> So then someone, so now, now he disagrees. So, and sometimes they even say to their teams, look, I think this is a terrible idea, but we've been told to do it. So I guess we need to give it a shot. That is every time. Begrudgingly. Begrudgingly do everything. Just say, I wouldn't fucking do it this way, but. It's always a bad fucking idea. Like this <laughs> yeah, you're always account. being told to be do done do stupid shit. I right. This doesn't account for the fact that almost every time I've been to a meeting with the people like above me that don't do my job, it ev- almost every time it's been something stupid that if we did that it would suck. You right, know? Right. And now what's gonna happen? Never will. Waiting till after a meeting to say, I'm not going to support that is like saying, I'll agree to anything that doesn't mean I'll actually do it. I'll even work against it. These people need to work somewhere else. Well, I mean, okay. there's so many of well, them. Yeah. Number three, people love to let Joe be Joe. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm Brian. That Brian he's Brian. Just I'm let him be Brian. Oh, so Joe. Uh, maybe a top salesperson treats people badly or a great engineer is always rude during meetings. Or a manager who constantly says things no one should be allowed to say in the workplace. 
Great organizations deal with those behaviors. Toxic organizations allow them. After all, that's just Joe being Joe, right? Yeah. Actually, that's a company saying, even though we should address this issue, we're not going to. Yeah, I have to say, I do not I do not like the sound of this Joe fellow. I don't like Joe. I think this is a toxic workplace. I think we have identified one place is don't let the Joes hang out. Well, listen, they added, like, they added a few things. Like, they added- Joe's a pervert. Yeah. No, I don't Joe's want Joe to be go. Joe. Joe's got to go. If Joe's racist, I don't want Joe to be Joe. But if Joe's just grumpy, right? It's like, come on, it's right. just Joe. Or yeah, we all grow up. We all know grumpy people. It's fine. We can all live. Joe needs a job, Brett. Sure. Too, you know, some people should be grumpy lumps all the time. Or like maybe Joe, like they said in the meeting, it's like Joe isn't good in meetings. It's like maybe they're just saying that Joe brings up like maybe we shouldn't do this. Sure. Like Joe's the guy that in the meeting is Actually like, why says is this it. going on? And like, oh, Joe. Right. And then they just steamroll him and move on. Like right. a lot of this stuff about being negative is just about people raising concerns. Sure. And stuff sure. like that. Yeah. Okay. People love to act as if they've already paid their dues. Yeah, who hasn't? <laughs> well, I mean, for me, it's like, why would you want to pay your dues? I like, made it all the way here. The worst. People uh, people did great things last year, last month, or even yesterday. You're appreciative. You're grateful. Still, today is a new day. Dues aren't paid. Dues get paid. That is true. The only real measure of any employee's value is the tangible contribution he or she makes on a daily basis. Yeah. Saying I've paid my dues is like saying I no longer need to work as hard. And suddenly, before you know it, other employees start feeling like they've earned the right to This sounds perfect. No, this is great. Um, What you should do is that actually every day when you go to work, you should buy a stamp from a union and put that on a card. (laughs) And then that's how your union dues are paid. (laughs) And then you're protected to coast at work now by like an organization yeah. that can actually get your back i mean paying your like if if we insist that a world exists where we have to pay our dues right yeah then they have to at some time be paid there's there it can't be an unlimited amount of dues that you have to pay i don't think that's fair at all yeah. we're not talking again i feel like i got a lot of open tickets maybe yeah well we're not talking about this this job. What, what is this do. job? Well, yeah. Well, I I don't know. Uh, We're talking about like if you work at 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 the fucking Macy's, right? You work at Macy's. You yeah. bust your fucking ass. You work on that sales if floor. You, do, you sell the shit out of them. You gotta do. A, you probably gotta do a Christmas though. To that's the do you gotta pay. Oh yeah, you're working Christmas. You gotta earn you're that. You're fucking selling the jeans. You're going crazy selling like housewares and shit like that. <laughs> right. And then they give you an office, and then you're not wow. out on that sales floor anymore. Right. You're yeah. not out there talking to the general public. You're the person that's telling the people that talk to the general public, you paid your dues. When you get off that floor, it's like in a, in a call center <laughs> where you pay your dues, right? You uh-huh. get off the phones when you pay your dues. Your dues are paid. You, you got off the phone. Oh, okay. You know? I thought you meant we, we got to let people pay their dues, man. Yeah. People love to say that's not my job, which this is the but me. <laughs> I'm the most that's not my I mean, job number guy. Number one complaint of people with a job is they're doing things that's not their job. Right. Because I think there should be a Everybody, law. Even like people that are happy with their job. Right. Are still like, I'm not supposed to be doing this. You just feel like there, if there's going to be these laws, a good employee protection law would be that they have to give your job title. And they're not allowed to say additional duties on it. Yeah. Like, your duties have to be spelled out 
exactly what your fucking job is to the to the letter so that they can't then make you do extra stuff because that's what they do they'll, they'll be, just be like this should have been we should have created this as a job for somebody and hired a new person to do this job but instead we're just going to spread it out evenly among people who are doing a whole other full-time thing. Right, right. You know, the smaller the company, the more important it is that employees think on their feet, adapt quickly to shifting priorities, and do whatever it takes regardless of role or position to get things done. Even if that means a manager has to help load a truck or a machinist needs to clean up a solvent spill. I'm not, and again, not against that, that, that this is these are things that don't happen right right like manager helping load the truck right, right that doesn't fucking happen and we're not even fucking talking about that and that's not my job we're talking about uh i'm a computer programmer i spend my whole day doing the computer program and i don't know what it is but i work 60 hours a week programming the computer and then my fucking boss comes and says oh accounts receivable need need you to do this data entry they got this data entry project that you got to do. So when you finish your computer programming for the day, I need you to do like two hours doing data entry. It's like, oh, fuck you, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or like when I worked at the camera company, it was like my job was packing stuff to mail it out. But when the packing was done, I had to go do inventory and count all of everything, which by the way, they never used those numbers. I think they were just like, I can't have you sitting around. Right. Find Just a way to make you busy. Count the shutters or whatever. So even uh, so, any task an employee is asked to do, as long as it isn't unethical, immoral, or illegal, and it's below his or her current position, that, see, okay, I will agree in a way to that. But again, that's not my – people generally aren't saying – that's not my job so that they don't have to do the thing under them. And I would even make the argument that back in the day at the cable company, you started out as an installer, you went to a service tech and then you went to maintenance. And when I was a service tech, if they every once in a while were like, ah, we need you to run an install route. I'll be like, damn, I'm about to go fucking smash this install route. Like, cause it's easier. Uh-huh. You know, I think people like doing their old job a lot of sure. times, you know? Yes. Saying it's not my job says I care only about me. The attitude quickly destroys overall performance because it quickly turns what might have been a cohesive team into a dysfunctional group of individuals. People love to think experience alone has a value. Experience is definitely important, but experience that doesn't translate into better skills, better performance, and greater achievement is worthless. Experience that is that is is a waste i don't know what that means but i'm gonna say that like are they talking about like oh i saw pink floyd back when they were like on their original tour (laughs) that makes me better at data entry yeah i I don't know i mean seeing pink floyd's cool like telling people your experiences yeah yeah that is important stuff (laughs) When you have to figure out, you know, we have to see, we need some outside the box thinking. <laughs> yeah, somebody, no, somebody candy flipped at a tool concert. <laughs> Let's like, get their example, though. A colleague once said to younger supervisors, my role is to be a resource. Great. Okay. But then he sat in his office all day waiting for us to come by so he could dispense his pearls of wisdom. I mean, that's great. I mean, he's a sage. He's a resource. It's, it's, yeah. He's like, told you what he is. He's up front. <laughs> he's he's honest as hell. This is honest. 
most honest goddamn businessman I've met in my life. Then it's not the, to me. This sounds like he didn't. He wasn't like against them. Like they could come in and tell. I like the idea of jobs being. I sit here when you need me. I sit right. here like a robot that's bum, bum, turned bum, off. Bum, 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 <laughs> just make up songs in my office. Yeah. <laughs> that's always thought office jobs were, by the way. It's like most of the day it's just sitting in the office going like. Yeah. <laughs> playing drums and shit. Yeah. So uh, it said, I respect your experience, but I wish your role was to do your job. Ooh, what is this ooh, job? Ooh. That's the problem with this world that we live in is that a lot of people don't even know what the fuck their job is. That's even true as there. well. Yeah, yeah. Like, nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. It's just we all have to be somewhere all day. Yeah. That's all it is. I'm, I'm pretty much most of my job is you tell me what to do and then I do it. Yeah, I'm not going to come looking for more. Uh, saying I have more experience is like saying I don't need to justify my decisions or actions. Experience or position should never win an argument. Okay. Wisdom, logic, and judgment should always win, <laughs> regardless of in whom those qualities are found. Yeah, that means if someone spills something, if a manager spills something, they have to clean up their own mess. Oh, this is a big Brian thing. This is, I'm bad at this. People love to gossip. Which I do at my job. I apologize. I loved to gossip. It was I'm a gossipy Gary. I go into the job. <laughs> <laughs> I like to know what everybody's up to. I like to know all the funny stories. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you love it. That juicy G. I, <laughs> I apologize. I love it. Before a meeting started, a group of us were talking about supervisors in another department. After a couple of minutes, our new boss looked up and said, stop. From now on, we will never say anything bad about anyone unless they are actually in the room. Period. Ooh, they want to do like a... That ain't fun. A roast off. Beat, <laughs> oh, they want to do a roast. A beat down. <laughs> they get them in a room and yell at They're going to read each other. Until then, I never thought of gossip as part of a company culture. Oh, Jesus. Well, I don't know if you've worked in a company then. Gossip just was. We all did it, and it sucked. Especially because being the focus of gossip sucked. And it can be tough. Yeah, I don't like being the focus of it at all. And I'm sure I was at times. But I also, like, I really like, I really like to get, like, a juicy little, you know. Right. There's some shit I know, (laughs) you know. I don't get it anymore. Like, well, yeah, yeah, we don't have enough gossip. What can we say about Jason? Let's fucking like. Let's say that Jason and Steven said that Katie's being an asshole Ooh. when she's booking this. I'll, you know, tell somebody else. Uh-huh. I'll send Jake a text and be like, "I Jason been telling me that Katie is really hard to work." <laughs> Why are you targeting your wife? Well, that's the other employee. Oh, okay. This is a woman in the organization. You're trying to toughen her up? Trying to toughen her up. Trying to make this a fucking tougher, leaner, meaner organization here. Right, right. Gossip. Well, maybe we'll gossip about Jason. Okay. Being the wife. Be like, what's Jason? She's like, I was like, Jason's over there while we're doing a podcast. Just fucking leveling up his EverQuest character. (laughs) He does. He does level up EverQuest. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, Saying, did you hear what Joe did is like saying, I have nothing better to do than talk about other people. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I love it. I, love I do it. too. I just, I the, everybody's flaws, when you look at everybody else's flaws, they're just so easy to point out. I know. 
It's just, there was like, you can just, anybody you name, you can just like, but damn, they need to fix this with their fucking life, right? There was this guy at the other, at the, at the cable company I worked with. And he was like really into like sci-fi movies and he didn't hang out with any of the other people there or anything. And uh, all the guys that I worked with, I one time worked with them and I was like, I'm going to be friends because they all hated this guy. And I, and of course everybody thought he was gay. He wasn't, which was the gossip. When I found out, I was like, this guy, like somebody told me, he was like, this guy fucks, you know, Uh (laughs) like, uh, but I worked. So I tried to be his friend because I didn't want to be part of like homophobia. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want, I didn't want to dislike somebody because But he wasn't gay, which yeah, that's really weird. Thing. Did you bring it up in an awkward way? I didn't bring it up. Okay, good, no. good, good. But I was working with him one day, and uh, I started talking to him about music, and he was like, "Oh, I don't like music." So, like, I started talking to him about books, and he was like, "Oh, I don't like books." Okay. So then I started talking to him about TV, and he said he didn't like TV, and I was just like, "You know that's what, man? Wild. Maybe that's why you don't have any friends." <laughs> yeah, you found it out. You don't have. Any, I don't know what to talk to you about. Right, right. <laughs> so I, that was a weird situation, though. Yeah, that so was yeah, one weird guy. Gossip is funny. Gossip is good. Okay, there's two more left here. People love to grab the glory. Oh, I think it's funny when people do that, though. But I think that's because of sitcoms have done it. Because I think it's funny when somebody doesn't do anything on a project and then they just pop in. Like yeah. I, I, I did a, uh, I did a project in college, which I was in charge of, right? About a book. I had to read this book, and 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 uh, me and this other person did the whole project. And then once the project was done. One of the people that didn't do a fucking tiny even bit of work was like, uh, I'll do the presenting. You know, I'll do all the talking up in front of him. Like, really? Yes, and they did. I'm the mouthpiece? Yeah. <laughs> I just was like, baller fucking move, man. You know, steal that glory. Right. I guess. You know, this is a really good report we just did. We all wrote it. I mean, we got a good score and everything. but And of course... You got a true dyed-in-the-wool performer up there. I did end up coming out and, like, out- overstaging. Oh, wow. I'm better at the whole thing. He kicked his ass? I didn't kick it. I should have. Me and him should have just fought. No, he did his thing, and then when it came time to do the, like, audience participation stuff, my ass took over. Oh, you started riffing on people's like, outfits yeah, and shit? Like, well, I did. No, you're not. <laughs> you started, doing like, doing insult oh, shit. Look at you, shorts. Yeah. <laughs> hey, string bean. <laughs> I guess they aren't feeding anybody down on campus anymore. Hey, Lazy Bill. What's going on? <laughs> Lazy Bill. Lazy Bill is sleeping in class. Oh, little... you're here today. You're never here. Oh, usually have that little spit bubble cooing on your lip. <laughs> and the final one is that they love to throw others under the bus. I don't like, I don't like to do that. Yeah, that's tough. Like it's solidarity. Well, if somebody's going under the bus on the way, I'll like push. I'll throw a little, <laughs> I'll throw a little finger. I'll throw a finger on their back and maybe just like you know get in there a just been like just you, you, like they're about to fire somebody yeah yeah and you're talking to the person that's about to fire them and you're like i've been saying we should fire yeah like person. just so you know <laughs> this was my decision <laughs> i've been saying this like yeah. i've been saying they don't do anything right but it's like it's good that you caught up to like what i've been saying right. i'm a really good judge of character right person. i know what's best for the organization yeah <laughs> 
That's the show this week. College and workplaces. Good times. Well, thank you for listening to Street Fight Radio and watching. If you want to see what we do, you can find it on YouTube. uh, Not Facebook. YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. (laughs) Those are the most common places to get Street Fight uh, live streams. Other than that, it says podcast. You can get it on your iTunes, your Google Play account, uh, any of the other podcatcher apps. And um, if you want more of what we do, well, what we normally do, we do the Wednesday night show. Then we'll be back later this week on Sunday night, 9 p.m. Uh, call-in show. We'll be listening to your stories. You need to tell us what work is like in this day and age. You know, we're out of touch podcasters, so we don't hear about work the way that we uh, used to. So we need to know what's going on in your workplace. Call us up this Sunday. And if you want more than that, we just did a bonus show with Matt Chrisman from Chapo Trap House. If you want to listen to him and Brian talk about probably gross food, I'm guessing. We're talking about a bunch of stuff. Like four weeks ago. Hey, uh, by the way, if you're out there and you have any connection or know Magnus or Magnuson, I'd love to have him on the show. (laughs) Maybe get him to call in. Sure. (laughs) They have to talk about the last heavy thing he lifted. Yeah. (laughs) If he has a pump going. We, I would ask him about steroids. Okay. For sure. I'm yeah. like, are you into steroids? I don't think he did steroids. No, no. He was I don't just... think Magnus Magnuson was like, I don't fucking need steroids. I am steroids. I think it was all like halibut that did that. You think so? Some sort of, yeah, like Vernon schnitzel noodles. People Like egg noodles and, and uh, sausages and uh, lots of fish. People put his jizz in a syringe. And shoot it into them to get stronger. Is that what you like, want to do, Brian? <laughs> I didn't say if it I works. Wanted to do I'm if it saying, works. If it works, you're yeah, in. That's what steroids is, right? Jizz. Yeah, it's body. As far jizz. as I know, steroids is just jizz. <laughs> okay. Well, that's Brian reveals a lot about himself every episode. Saying, if you want to hear though. even more on the bonus episode, it is. Though. Head over to Patreon.com/slash/StreetFightRadio, um, and. Uh, we have zines, we have live videos. You can even watch uh, our live show in LA that we did in January. There's a full video version of it available on the Patreon, patreon.com slash street fight radio. We will see you on Sunday and I will see you on Instagram where I do live show live stories and the, uh, occasional funny fucking clips. So come hang with the gang. Peace.